scene. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> I am glad to be here. Yep. Yep. I mean, we're a day late, but it'll do. Better late than never. Very, very true. We'll take it. Mm-hmm. We'll take it. Mm-hmm. How's your new place? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, not an improvement over the old place, or just basically the same? Significantly smaller than the old place. It's up three flights of stairs every day. Oh, uh, oh. Yeah, so that about... sound like it's I think, fine at all. I think uh, about 10, 15 years ago, there was some legislation put in place where if a building is more than three stories tall, you have to legally require to put in an elevator. And uh-huh. so for the next however many years until today and into the future, uh, apartments were only built to be three stories tall so they could get away with not having an elevator. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's significantly cheaper. <laughs> yeah. So every day is like day here. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Some good exercise, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I'm down oh, 10 pounds already. <laughs> I've been here a month. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Can't I? Hmm. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you get get a lot of uh, light though, so that's nice. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's fine. It... Okay. I don't know. I like natural light. I'm not as much of a vampire as like the gamer uh, gamer supposed to be, but. That's yeah. I mean, the the light is nice, except for when I was sleeping on that couch for three weeks. Fair. Yeah. And you do have the baker's hours, so sure, sure. Light during sleeping time is not ideal. True facts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Less than ideal, but I have a mattress now, and I'm sleeping in my own room like a regular human, like a real boy. Inc- I know. Incredible. Amazing how much that makes you feel like a human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although <laughs> I have been like getting up in my sleep and I'm not asleep when I do this, but you ever like wake up in a dream and you're like convinced you need to flip your pillow or something. And so you just sit there flipping it like nine times and then you probably fall back right asleep. Nope. Okay. So I've been essentially sleepwalking. Uh, the other day I woke up and I stacked I have like two clothes baskets in my room and I just stacked them both in front of the door. I'm like, something's going to come through that door. I need to block it. And what I found was clothes baskets and I just put them against the door. Then I promptly yeah. went back to my bed and fell asleep. Uh, the next night I was like, I, f- I left my work alarm on and I could hear it going off, but I couldn't find it. And I was convinced it was something under my bed. And I had like a package of something. I think it's like, I bought like a new pair of sheets or something and I, ha- I just hadn't opened them yet. And I'm like, Oh, the sound is coming from there. And in my sleep, I tore open the package and like started like just ripping them to shreds. Like, try, <laughs> try, like and the batteries in here, I got to tear it open and smash the batteries out. <laughs> and yeah. then, then I did that. And then I went back to bed. Uh, then last night I hid my guitar under my bed. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know why, but the guitar's in danger and it's on its stand next to my bed. So I'm just like, all right, pick it up and very carefully put it on my bed. Not into the case that is also under the bed, just like on the case. Don't know why I did it, but... (laughs) Close, but no cigar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. (laughs) Sleep's an interesting concept. Is this new? Is this new behavior? uh like three nights in a row is and like such extreme lengths yeah like my housemate says i've um uh because we shared a hotel room at uh the pax one time that i sat up in my sleep and then swapped ends of the bed just like up and down where my feet were put my feet on my pillow and was right back to sleep so I've i've always done stuff like that and he says that I talk in my sleep, but not not stuff like this. That's interesting. Yeah. So maybe it's brought on by the new location you're in. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Because, yeah, I mean, I do crazy stuff in my sleep, too. But um, 
you know, like this, it sounds like. Well, okay. So one time I was on a trip with my grandma and grandpa and like a couple of my aunts back mm-hmm. in like 04. Sure. We're all in a hotel room and um, apparently I stood up, walked over the door and blocked it, screaming, the pilots are coming. The pilots are coming. And everyone's like, what is going on? Like freaked everybody out. <laughs> yeah. So the okay. good thing is that when I'm in that mode, I'm pretty pliant. So they were like, Brandon, go back to bed. And I was like, okay. And then I did. <laughs> like, okay. no matter what's happening, I can be panicked. I can be like in this state of anxiety. And they're just like, Brandon, go back to sleep. And they're like, and I'm like, you know what? That's a great idea. Let me do that. And then I do. Fair enough. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Maybe one of my other favorite stories is I had a roommate one night or one morning he told me that i was sitting up in bed muttering to myself and he it woke him up because i was talking right right and he looks over and he's used to my shenanigans and he's like it's okay dude just everything's fine and then i go i look at him and loudly go then why is there a dead body under my bed (laughs) he goes (laughs) And he's like, oh, <laughs> freaks him right out. Because it's like three in the morning, mm-hmm. right? It's not a good time of day for this conversation. <laughs> but he just calms himself down and like tells me to go back to bed and I do, right? Uh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I have a lot of stories like that. But considering I sleep alone now, no one's been telling me the crazy stuff that I do. So mm. I'm sure. missing out on that part of uh, my life experience. You need to stop recording your sleeps. Yeah, just set up my phone so that it's recording me yeah. as I sleep every night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, good. I'm glad we can be crazy people <laughs> in our sleep t- uh, together. We have that in common. That's wonderful. Yeah, we we <laughs> share this somehow. That's that's great. <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, my ex, she, again, she, I don't know. She never talked about this, but like after we broke up, she was like, yeah, you always, she woke me up like three or four times a week. With your nighttime shenanigans, and I did not very, get very much sleep, and I'm like, "What? Okay, so you're telling me this now, but all right, I'm sorry about that." Right, like you could have gone to a sleep clinic and try to work out if there was something there. Yeah, like I knew I did crazy stuff, but I didn't know it was that often. I figured uh-huh. it was like once every couple of weeks I do something nuts, but yeah, she's like four, three or four times a week, and I'm like, "Oh, I felt so bad." So anyway, yeah, maybe she get that checked out. Who knows? Probably not getting the greatest sleep. I mean, you're not bothering anyone now. No, that's true. But like, maybe it's missing one of my sleep schedules. I should do a sleep study. Maybe, yeah. I don't know what they would do. Any who's. Good times. Anywho. <laughs> Duddle says, I'm going to show this vod to my wife next time she garbs about me snoring. <laughs> Fair. Fair, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe fair, she's got fair, stories fair. about Duddles. Maybe we should book her for the next guest. <laughs> Ooh, that'd be good. Yeah. Although if it's just snoring, it's a little bit boring. I think snoring's pretty common. I mean, no, no. I'm just working off the uh, the assumption here that partners don't actually tell about how bad it is. So oh, she's just right. like, oh, it's it's snoring. But to like us, it'll be like he he like wakes up and he like picks up he things and swings the them window. around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He yeah. threw the cat he, outside. He tries to barbecue in his sleep. I can't get him to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Very Texas of him that way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, good. All right. So the reason the podcast is a little bit late starting is because Samakarn is watching an episode of Arcane and needed to finish it before um, we did the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I was... Uh under recommendation watching arcane and it's Mm -hmm. good Mm -hmm. Uh, it has been oversold unless it like somehow is like the final episode is a complete uh opposite of like game of thrones or something and it sticks the landing and (laughs) two more episodes but yeah two more episodes yeah um yeah but you so i just i just want to say i want to say it may be oversold but you told me i wish i could start the next episode right now well you said that. What? I'm not saying. I know. I, that, I'm not. I'm no, not no. saying that disproves your argument. I'm just saying you liked it enough to say that. That I mean, that's not what I said at all. I said it's tempting what? to watch the next episode right now. 
Yeah. Uh, that's not saying I would like to. Come on, don't over, don't don't misrepresent <laughs> me. <laughs> I feel like this is slander. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay, so Anywho. the first thing I want to talk about is like uh one there will be spoilers for the show. I'm not going to try and word things ambiguously for people who have not seen the show. If you haven't seen it, tune out, go away. We don't care. Um the the blue like magic gems in the first episode. It's like yeah. powder drops one and it becomes an explosion. And then yes. 45 seconds later she's like sliding down buildings and on a chase and then into like a garbage chute. And they're all like in her back pocket. It's like is that not enough motion to do it as well? <laughs> Ever? Do you have magic pants that prevent inertia and force impact to things inside? <laughs> so you're saying the rules of the spheres which contain magical power that have just been invented are not very well established in the first couple episodes. I'm just saying they could be more consistent with that. It's a nitpick. Yeah. It's a nitpick. That's but, fair. But um, it did just annoy me because I was watching that. I'm like, really? Um... Secondly, you told me that ah. character. What? What do you eye? Well, I just feel like I'm about to have to eat my words. So go ahead. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, okay. You told me characters who you did not think would be like killable totally get killed off. And I have to say that of all the characters, the ones who did not have bright, like vibrant colorful hair were all the ones that died like i was like oh <laughs> 10 seconds in i'm like i know someone here dies let's what's the bet it's all the people with brown hair <laughs> you know <laughs> and no gimmick <laughs> um or the other like i because I, I have played league of legends my other assumption was it's all the people you can't play in the game because <laughs> go figure right and then yeah yeah yeah. I mean that's an advantage you had over me for sure because I had I had no idea who playable characters were in League Zero. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, what about Echo? Uh, the child. Yeah, he's got brown hair. He had like well, white hair and white. Yeah, and it's uh, not like green or anything. And honestly, I don't remember what happened to him. He didn't like. What? You... what? <sighs> oh, hold on a second. What episode are you on? Shoot. Seven. <laughs> You just finished seven or you're coming up on seven? No, no, I just finished seven. So the two left. And basically, okay, so I remember him like pre-time skip where he's like, yeah. they took Van Dyer and, oh, was his name Van Dyer? I don't remember. He took Friendly Bar Dad and I, like, I saw where they went. You guys got to go and get him. And then everything there happens. And now it's like time skip. And I don't think that character showed back up. I don't remember the little kid. What happens killed. at the end of episode seven for you? Um, uh, ba, ba, ba. Jinx lights the flare and V shows up uh, with Caitlin. And then the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the, the fireflies show up. Yeah. Yeah. Green, green skateboarders. Google's telling. Are the episodes of. What? Are you sure you just finished seven? Maybe not. Cause, okay, because I'm looking... Okay. No, no, no. Okay, you're right. Nope. I've got uh, three more to go because... So what happened was the episode uh, finished and then while we were setting up the show, Netflix auto-played into the next one and then I checked the, the episode numbers and I just assumed the highlighted one was the one I just watched, not the next one. Okay, so I've got three episodes left. I'm coming into seven. Okay, okay. I'll yeah. shut up then. Okay. Uh, yeah, fair. Fair, fair. So you had an easier time deciding who was going to die than I could figure out. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Reasonable. You win. Good point. No, Duddles, there are nine episodes, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, my summary of episode six before that is Victor invents blood magic while Jace invents cum magic. Um, <laughs> what the hell? That, that what was is going on? That was going to be my take on that episode. And then thankfully, uh, all the stuff with V and Jinx in the in the lane really saved that episode. Otherwise, it was very boring. <laughs> very it's like Vi, first of all, because her name's Violet, but Nah. Right. She got the she got Roman numeral tattoos. I'm gonna call it V. 
<laughs> but it's not a V. It's a VI. Right, but if she uh, wanted it to be V, it would just be a V. Nah, nah it's V. It's V now. Um, You're so contrarian. <laughs> Fine. Heaven Vi. forbid you call somebody what their name is. All right. Anyway, um, yeah. So okay, I will agree with you that a lot of the Jace Victor stuff is probably the weakest part of the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I honestly find Jace to be fairly terribly boring. A lot mm. of the time, he gets mm-hmm. he gets more interesting in the last few episodes. But uh, uh, yes, I mean, for I th- a lot of it, I'm like, okay, so this scientist kid who gets sponsored by this rich family and gets to do whatever the crap he wants mm-hmm. experiences a single setback, decides he's going to kill himself, and I'm like, are you serious, man? I mean, okay, so I actually think he's the most interesting in that episode uh, because, like. Your family house in your high, like, and your name in high society is everything to these people. So him being like, I am barred from the academy. Like, I am in Science City, barred from science. I gotta, <laughs> like, there time is, to go. There is done. No, there is nothing else for me here. I'm too posh for the undercity. I, I'm an outcast from the like the good city. There is no place for me here. Right, like, so he's actually the most interesting there. Uh, post mm-hmm. time skip, it's he's the least interesting because it's like, yeah. So I invented like faster than flight teleportation, um, and now the entire city loves me, and my banning was overturned, and I'm basically the president now. And then it's just him learning that oh yeah, all these people are doing deals on the side and super shady shit as well. <laughs> yeah, it's some understanding politics. Whee! Yeah, it's like, wow, yeah. politics exist. If only I didn't already know that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. All right. So, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I am more interested in the Jinx and Vi parts of the show. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, undoubtedly much more the interesting. Best. Undoubtedly the better mm-hmm. side. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm apparently emotionally broken. Okay. Because like I'd watch these scenes and be like, "Huh, that's what happened, huh?" And then I'd see people talking about the scenes on Reddit and stuff, and they're like talking about all this other like undercurrent and like body language type stuff, and I'm like, "Wait, what?" And then they explain it, and I'm like, "Oh, oh, that's what happened." Like what? Like, what am well, I missing like, here? Okay, so the end of episode three, right? Mm-hmm. Which is this incredibly super well done, heartbreaking scene where Vander's been kidnapped and his kids come and save him and they're this close to escaping. And then Powder, who gets left behind because mm-hmm. she's too young and too unskilled and screws stuff up all the time, uh-huh. sets off a massive explosion using this unstable magic crystal that they don't understand and mm-hmm. effectively kills most of the people that she loves. Right. Yeah. So then very realistic fight between Vi and powder where powder is gleeful that her uh, monkey robot worked mm-hmm. for the first time ever. One of her robots has done what she wants it to do mm-hmm. and then realizes what happened and that she was killed these people Mm-hmm. And Vi is very upset with her. Mm-hmm. And they have yeah. this back and forth. And Vi hits her and then like leaves to get some space. Mm-hmm. She's like, I just hit my sister. I didn't, I really didn't want to do that. I'm afraid if I stay here, I'm gonna do it again, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she makes the very mature decision to give herself some space and back away for a minute and calm herself down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then uh Silco shows up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is what I missed. He shows up fully intending. He's holding a knife, right? He's mm-hmm, fully mm-hmm. intending to take powder in order to get to Vi. Mm-hmm. But well, the like, expression on his face and his body language is very much, okay, I'm going to prey on this girl and I'm going to use her to get what I want. Sure. Right? Yeah. And then when she tackles him mm. and expresses that she's been left that Mm -hmm. vi left her and that Mm -hmm. she's alone in the world and vi is not her sister anymore Mm -hmm. silco identifies with that his everything about him changes his body language loosens up Mm -hmm. he the knife goes away his facial features really get less angry and more 
understanding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I figured, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, they literally spent half the episode being like, that. the same thing happened to him with uh, the dad. Vander. Bot. Yeah, Vanda. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, okay. It's, it rhymes. It's <laughs> about to quote George Lucas in episode one. <laughs> it's like poetry. Ew. It rhymes. Um, <laughs> it's not a, that, yeah. that's damning with faint praise. But it is. It, it's much it's com- better. <laughs> I'd like to say for the record, Arcane is much better than episode one. Yes. <laughs> Star Wars. Um, but yeah, did you totally not see that? Like, I read it as he was fully intending to manipulate her, that he was acting understanding and Mm. acting as though he cared about her situation solely to use her for his own ends. Mm. But no, he honestly saw himself in her and completely flipped the script on what he was planning to do and basically adopted her at that moment. Mm-hmm. He was like, you and I are the same. We were both abandoned by those that we loved and betrayed by those that we loved. And let's show everyone else how wrong they are to cast us aside. We are the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get that. I just okay. didn't. Even, even in the next episode where it's clear they have this father-daughter relationship, mm-hmm. I was kind of like, oh, so like over time, that's what it turned into. <laughs> but no, that, I mean, I, it really is communicated. That's what happened in that moment mm-hmm. on this on the street you know mm-hmm. so anyway uh that actually reminds me of a few more nitpicks that i've got which is yeah. this this guy with the, like the funky eye um, silco silco mm-hmm. yeah 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 he is uh producing shimmer the purple yeah. magic liquid um and he wants to use it to like empower people so that they can march across the bridge and like take the the over city or whatever it's called right where all the rich people live like he wants to demand respect and all this. Yeah. It feels like in the first two episodes, he goes from having finally finished a stable-ish product to mass production in the space of about 45 seconds. And then that product gets destroyed, you know, 10 seconds later. But... Wait, 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 wait. Back it up. So in the first three episodes, he's working on it. Yeah. Well, the first and episode, you... the very end of the first episode is like the test with the rat and the cat. And then second yeah. episode is the first human trials with the kid, like the gutter kid. Yes. Um, and then the third, third episode, episode is you still turn into a monster if you take it. Right. But they're mass producing it at that point. Like they've got barrels yes. and vials and hundreds of vials. And like he's like, yeah. we've got a weapon now. Right. All I need now is to remove like the one stable faction in the Undercity, which is, um, I still can't remember. Vise. Vander. Vander. We'll get there. <laughs> Look, he, he dies and he's not a playable character. What do you want from me? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he, he, all he wants to do is set up a, a, a narrative that Vander has taken his kids and fled because he knows his kids were the ones that the enforcers are looking for in the Overcity. Right, so you do that. You turn public, uh, uh, public perception against him, which undermines their position, and then you can incite war. That's what he wants. <laughs> he doesn't do that at all in the time skip. He instead has made a narcotic, which occasionally turns into mutations, and is just now like living as an undercity king. Why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> well. I mean, it's a fair question. We do see um, in those middle episodes that he has Jinx working on something. Mm-hmm. There's some kind of a weapon that he wants well, her to develop. He he tells her to like concentrate on your gadgetry, which is fine because her gadgets are fun and explosive and probably useful to him in some measure. But then scolds her when she goes out and commits a heist to get the little blue magic orb and if she's working on some really cool magic uh machinery or whatever that requires this orb he couldn't have known about it because he didn't know she was going to go steal something that he didn't know exist um did did he not know it existed all he knows is that she went out there and killed six enforcers and blew up a building right that's it but okay so maybe he knows the orbs exist but he didn't know yeah he was surprised when she had it. Like she had yeah. to like 
she didn't know what it like he didn't know what it would do it didn't like it didn't seem like he knew what it could do i don't think at the very least it didn't seem that way well all we know i mean again there are a lot of scenes in the show where there are not words and this is one of them right she Mm. gives him the stone and he is dumbstruck he has no response to it at all Mm. she doesn't say anything she just hugs him and uh, he looks at it, and then the scene ends. So I don't know. You could be right. He doesn't. He didn't know it existed. He's amazed by this thing, or maybe he wanted one real bad, but couldn't find a way to do it without killing like six enforcers, like Jinx did, mm-hmm. right? And so part of him's like, "Crap! You did this in a way that hurts my ability to negotiate with the top side." But on the other hand, you got this thing I've really wanted, so I can't be too mad at you, right? Sure. Yeah. It, like, could go. You don't way think on. he wouldn't ask what is this as soon as she presents it to him? Well, the problem he's it, just <laughs> awestruck. Well, okay. So the problem I have with this as well is they invent like this big fist and like this laser tracking arm for etching or whatever, like basically pseudo yeah. weapons, and we're supposed to be like, all right, Tony Stark over here is being told by the <laughs> like the Yoda, like the fucking Yoda of the council, being like, look, it needs more time. Uh, like devs time you need to put in safeguards like you can't just release this because while they see mining tools and artisans like craftsman tools he just like is these could be weapons bro like right totally 100 percent. and it's like okay so you don't release the magic weapons but then it's like oh flash forward to the next episode and the freaking silos number two has a mechanical arm that is powered by shimmer it's like, right. you don't need the little blue stones. You have magic juice. It, right. does, it does literally all the same things. Yeah, so the argument is that, yeah, different weapons technology will be developed in tandem by different people using different methods. It's how things have worked right, right. in humanity. Multiple countries were working on the nuclear bomb at the same time. Sure, but if you right? already have magic juice, what do you need the blue stone for? Like, why does Maybe he... you don't. Right. Does but the top he, side have but, shimmer? But if he knows he doesn't need the blue stone, why is he awestruck when Jinx presents it? Like, he wouldn't give a shit at that point. He's literally an arms manufacturer. It's like, hey, I stole a nuke for you as you produce hundreds of nukes a day, and they're addictive as well. Like, I, Yeah, I, <laughs> well, maybe the blue stone gives a ton more power in a tiny package you don't have to refill. Whereas shimmer, you gotta refill vials and reloaded all the time like we saw with silco second she has to reload that arm after like what three minutes of fighting right but the reload process is just for our benefit right it's you see it once to be like oh okay she's powered by shimmer you see it twice to be like hey just remember she's injecting shimmer into herself which seems to be an automated process third time we see it caitlin shoots it like that's it's there for our benefit. <laughs> like it, the fact that it's automatically reloaded into the arm system seems really pointless. It's like we don't see her jamming vials in or anything like that. It just expands, and we're assuming that it's flowing in. But it's like it could all be integrated in the system. Poor design. But uh, he, like he knows at the moment the people across the bridge don't have blue magic or powered weapons. He has shimmer powered weapons and doesn't just go across and take the supply of the blue magic orbs and then develop right. his own weapons. Like he could just do that and he yeah. hasn't and didn't. It doesn't make any sense. He could at least try. I mean, he's got one magic shimmer arm weapon. Sure. We don't see anything else though, right? Right. But I mean, he like, okay, Sure. <laughs> You, I mean, just people, I just people huff and shimmer, turn them into something the regular people <laughs> couldn't deal with ever. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I mean, I assumed after the first couple episodes, he would just give a ton of poor people shimmer, turn them into monsters, and say, "Go, mm. right, just send them across the bridge mm-hmm. and let them murder everything." Right, and it, it certainly seems like the shimmer addicts have a degree of control built into them. Otherwise yeah, totally. Be the point. Um. So I, it, his motivation for not doing that really doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good question. 
That's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. Not a perfect. I guess. Show. Un- un- yeah, that's. I mean. That's yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, another thing that I didn't really pick up on earlier is that episode four, when we first meet an older Jinx, mm-hmm. and she has that fight with the fireflies, mm-hmm. and she grabs the one firefly, and her mask falls off, and it kind of looks like Vi. Sure. And then she freezes and holds her there for a couple of minutes, mm-hmm. and then kills her, and then goes nuts with her minigun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, okay, she's nuts. <laughs> like, she does this all the time. She just lets loose with the gun and shoots everything and sometimes hits her teammates and, like, it's just her character. Sure, yeah. But it's it's PTSD. It's yeah. basically her being like, oh, crap, my sister's alive, or I think my sister's alive for a minute, and then she just, like, gets flooded with all of the trauma associated with that, and mm-hmm. she's not there. Like, when she starts shooting everything... They very carefully animate her face in a way where there's nobody quite home at that moment. She's sure. not doing it out of a sense of maliciousness or intentionality. She's just firing because she just had an episode and she's not quite in control of what's, who she is. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But so I, you picked up on that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like so the end of episode six, when she does finally meet the Vi again. Uh, yeah. She does have a, like a, essentially another episode where she's hearing voices and all that, and she does end up letting loose with the minigun again. But V's res- Vi's goddamn Vi's response to this is, "What the hell is going on with my sister?" And from that perspective, yeah. it definitely looks like she's enjoying combat. Uh, like, well, that oh, who is this person? Like, who's my little powder turned in? Who's Pow Pow turned into? It's like this bloodthirsty merc, right? <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. it's that's an interesting one of my favorite moments is that one because they reunite for like four seconds mm-hmm. and then the fireflies show up and they're both in a fight for their lives. And it's like, OK, we didn't really have a time, a lot of time to talk to each other. Right. Mm-hmm. And Vi's smashing people in the face and killing people and knocking people off their surfboards. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's she's she enjoys it. But then she sees Jinx doing it and mm-hmm. like sm- shooting people and hitting them with her gun. Mm-hmm. And sees the expression on her face, and she's like, "What the, what is going on with you?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Okay, so you've always been kind of into violence. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know who you are to be like. Why are you enjoying this, sister? Like, <laughs> kind of. You sort of do too, right? Uh, yeah. She she enjoys the proficiency of it, but not the 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 harm. Like she lo- like." The, her entire beginning arc is like learning that you can't like solve problems essentially with your fists. It's like you, violence doesn't solve everything essentially, uh, which is amusing because violence seems to solve just about everything, every other issue in the show. <laughs> but, yes, totally. Um, so, but okay. So when she's with um, Vandaya, Vander, 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 um, after in the first episode when she comes back from being like essentially uh having a fight with the other gutter kids um over like the stolen stuff yeah uh her dad is still encouraging that she won so it's like i i I am i enjoy the proficiency of it i enjoy being good at this but she now knows that you don't do it because like because you love to inflict pain Right, like the person on the receiving right. end isn't why you should like it, and right. like it's a very like, I mean, it's a bit of a fine line for it, being it, like I enjoy the well, technical aspect of punching someone in the face versus I enjoy inflicting harm. Right, well, it's it's a difference between like liking being a boxer and liking going out and mugging people. Yeah, <laughs> you know, or bashing people up, um, and and it really like show like I think that's meant to like clearly show how these two different girls who are basically the same have been raised by different dads and the effect that that's had on them. And that's, that's really yes. cool. Um, what, I would, what I'd like to say is Jinx immediately recognizes the woman to being an enforcer. Um, she wasn't wearing enforcer clothes and she traded the only thing of like enforcer equipment for a healing potion. So I don't like, you could have just lied and said she's not an enforcer. <laughs> Isn't she wearing an enforcer jacket? 
I don't think so. Like, because uh, the moment they got into the Undercity, Vi, like, robbed two dudes. <laughs> and, like, here, change into these clothes. And then they Vi went to took a, a jacket for her. I don't and, remember taking a jacket for... She threw a pair of clothes to Caitlyn and was like, get changed, we're going to a brothel. Uh, okay. Yeah. And, yeah, she traded her gun for a health potion. So... Uh, right. DS this is a pretty little. important moment, I thought. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe only uh, topsiders have blue hair, and that's how she was able to wreck Well, no, Jinx, <laughs> Jinx has blue wait, hair. Wait, Never no, mind. No, no, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx is secretly topsider the whole time. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Mine and epics, but otherwise good. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, one of my nitpicks is um, there's no way that Vi, when she was in prison, never heard about the insane blue-haired enforcer girl that works for uh, works for Silco and likes making homemade bombs, right? Yeah. There's not a chance. I like. I I agree, but when you look at the one job that we've seen her on. She was the one hiding in the underdeck of the like because when we're first introduced to her as a like a grown up, she is not on deck with the <laughs> barrels of imported shimmer. She's like the one below decks in hiding, so it's very and possible that she's being de- deliberately hidden while working. When the fireflies go down there, they're they like, "Oh, realize shit, what's she's happening." Here. They go, "She's here." Right. That implies people know who she is. Right. Jinx is a little hard to hide. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a good chance. That's all. I mean, if they had just been like, you live in this cell and the only time anybody visits you is to beat the crap out of you and bring you food, Mm -hmm. okay. But the reason we know she's there because she knocked out that the dude in the cafeteria. Yeah. Yeah. So she gets out. She's talking to people. She's hearing stuff. Right. There is no way she thinks that her sister is dead. None. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's all. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 I also, my nitpick is Vi's hair looks amazing when she's in prison. It's like, how are you doing that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how yeah. do you have access to hair products down there? That That's true. Yeah. Her head is phenomenal when she gets out of prison. <laughs> it really is. She's, I mean, yeah, that's another thing. But I mean, honestly, look, if you're in a box, if you're in a hole for seven years, mm-hmm. constantly getting the shit kicked out of you by the warden, you do not look like that when you get out. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, she got tattooed in prison. So obviously it says they're getting things <laughs> in somehow. It's like, I'll trade you a pack of cigarettes for some Pantene or something. Some, some hairspray. <laughs> a little makeup to cover my bruises. <laughs> Most people are trading in for shivs. She just wants like a styling car. (laughs) You know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe. And maybe she beats up other people for random stuff that she needs, right? Maybe. Yeah. Like she, people would pretty quickly understand that she's capable of that. So Mm -hmm. she's just, uh, she's a hit man, hit woman for other people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho, mm-hmm. fantastic. Uh, what else did I want to talk about with you about the show? Mm, I thought the Heimerdinger character concept is interesting. Just having someone who is functionally an immortal among regular lifespan people. Mm-hmm. yeah, And his perspective, which he thinks is the right one because he's had it for so long, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for him to be like, we're going to take 10 years developing and testing and making sure this technology is safe. Like for him, that's nothing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. for everybody that he's around, that's forever, you know? Right. Yeah. And he doesn't get that. He doesn't understand it. He just, he puts ideas out there as though everybody has been around for 400 years and will continue to exist for another 400 years, right? 307. Yeah. 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 Wait, what? Did he, <laughs> does he say that? 
He's yeah. Someone like he he asks Jace how old do how he is. He's like I'm 24. He's like I'm 307 this year. <laughs> <laughs> right. So 300 years, and how much he's going to live for a while longer? Because again, I, to I, him, I a decade is nothing. I looked it up. They they're functionally immortal. Like they have no lifespan. Okay. They're, they're going to be there forever. Like so, them, them being like we're going to retire you to him is like. You mean I don't get to still be basically a child to my people on this council? <laughs> like, I, have to go to, I have to go to like high school now or something. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, I just he's a good character. I think I think he's got good yeah. intentions, but obviously he doesn't quite understand. I mean, the people he works with. His, his viewpoint is doubly interesting when you consider that he's been on the council for hundreds of years, probably like since the city's founding. And I think it was 200 years yeah, since the city was founded, right? Something like that, yeah. And yeah. just across their bridge is slums. And he's like, oh, I've yeah. got all the time in the world to fix that. It's not a problem that he's dealing with now. I mean, sure, yeah. annually we have a thing called Progress Day. And our slogan is like, peace, equality, progress, right? And I'm like, equality? Excuse me? <laughs> Except for the people on that side of the bridge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They Totally. They have equal rights to bullets from our enforcers. Like, lethal force <laughs> is no issue. And he's, like, his viewpoint is definitely in line with that, where he's just like, yeah, I've got the long view of things. Their lives don't necessarily mean something right now. <laughs> like, I'd love to right. help them when someone else invents a solution. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah we've got time yeah. exactly yeah this entire outlook on everything mm -hmm. is we've got time yeah okay Which so i think it's a realistic outlook for an immortal right yeah. yeah so other council dude uh who's basically like a clockwork monster um yeah yeah is he actually like a clockwork person or is that like is he flesh under there no idea. None. Okay, cool. Just just wanted to make sure. He doesn't do anything. He shows up to meetings and like votes on stuff and says things every once in a while and that's mm -hmm. it. Yeah. I think he go he's at that violin performance, but Right. But um I'm just looking at all the stuff that Victor's doing and like I I know him from the game, so I'm like, okay, there could be parallels mm. here, but I don't know if the show's going to like emphasize them or not. Yeah. See, and that's something you have. I was like, okay, Victor's dying. This show is willing to kill people. He doesn't have he doesn't have pink hair, right? It's true. It's true. He but is. For me, I was like, oh man, he is gonna die. That's gonna be some kind of catalyst for Jace. But the people who play the game are like, nah, he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, he's got the red shirt of Arcane. He's brown hair, white guy. He's yeah. totally up for death. No. He's ill. Exactly. He's just ill the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, after I watched the show, I went and looked into it and I'm like, oh, he's a champion, huh? Yeah, he'll probably yeah. be all right. He'll probably be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you think of the fight choreography? I'm really impressed with it. I like Vi's stuff. Okay. Um, I like watching her punch. Mm. Um, most of the time, Jinx's stuff is like, I'm playing a game called Arcane at the moment, and it's a, like a top-down twin-stick shooter kind of thing. And I've got a minigun, and it's like, oh, I'm watching her be me holding left-click and spin my mouse in a circle, hitting all the enemies around me. <laughs> <laughs> like, not super impressed with that. Um, One thing I do like from Jinx's fighting style is that it's minimal movement. Mm-hmm. Like, if something's coming at her, she will move just enough to avoid getting hit by it. She doesn't dodge roll out of the way. Right. She doesn't leap. She mm -hmm. just... He almost has a freaking spider sense. That she, fight when she's with Vi and the fireflies are coming. Yeah, okay. A dude yeah. is on a hover bike, a hoverboard. Uh -huh. He comes down at her. She doesn't look up. She just, she just goes. She just goes about three inches, and he misses, and then she smacks him with her gun. Right. Okay, which so... Is Friggin' spider sense, man. So, so nitpick time. She does that, yeah. and then a guy laying on the floor behind her like thrusts a knife or something and cuts her like she didn't have spidey sense anymore. Uh, yeah, inconsistent like, spider sense. Yeah, yeah. She does the same thing on the fight on the airship when in episode four when she's first introduced. Okay. Someone comes at her from above, and she's just like, yeah. just like four <laughs> inches, leans over. It's just it's an interesting it's an interesting um 
thing to give her. Mm-hmm. Just that she's not about big movement. She's about smaller, tighter. Sure. Uh, oh. Just do enough to avoid taking the hit because she can't take hits. Right. Like Vi can take hits. Jinx cannot take hits. No. Um, so actually, Jinx's best scene so far, without doubt, is when she's in that little arcade training area and she reassembles Vi's um, uh, robot arcade training. Arcade punching training game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she's like in there and she's like doing the movements as well. And then the animation flashes back between Vi and Jinx. Like mm. that is without a doubt the coolest scene in the entire show animation wise. And it's it really Jinx's good. Best fight scene as well. You've got some more stuff coming up <laughs> that you might like more, but that is a really, really well done scene. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's so good. She goes back. She like reconnects with, her childhood and she's been living in the shadow of Vi all this time. like she did when she was a kid mm-hmm. and then she still ends up second place on the leaderboard to right. Vi's all time record. And mm-hmm. just her face in that moment. Again, it's another time where the show trusts you to understand what's happening based on the facial, facial features and structures and movements of their characters. Sure. Cause yeah. she doesn't say anything that expresses displeasure. She just looks at it. Her face is just this mixture of anger and like, seriously, I still can't (laughs) beat her. And then she shoots it and walks off, right? Right. Yeah, it's good. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. Really, really good. Totally, totally great. Uh, Was there anything else? Yeah, the Silco too. Like, as far as villains go, pretty good. Like... He's at heart, even if he's not necessarily doing it, a freedom fighter, right? He wants freedom for his people. He wants to not be crushed under the weight of Piltover. And he's right to feel that way, right? We agree with him. The show agrees with him on that. Uh, <coughs> so I think all the, again, all the best villains think that they're heroes. I don't and think he thinks he's a hero. I don't think he thinks he's a hero. Oh, I don't okay. think I don't think he thinks that at all. I think you could make that argument pre like time skip when he's like, <laughs> "I'm making weapons so we can go across the bridge," and now he's just like, "Oh yeah, I'm a I'm a drug lord and I live comfortably, right?" Like, like I, seven minutes, seven years later, he still hasn't made any progress on has, that front. Yeah, he hasn't made any progress because what he wanted was not like equality and a revolution. It, it was power and respect, and now he's got that at the end of a knife. He has the muscle which the, the prostitute uh, lady, Yordle, uh, tell, like, why has no one tried to stop him? Well, there were there were people who tried, but he's got the muscle and the money now. Like, right. he runs this place. He doesn't think he's a good person. <laughs> he knows he's not. He, hmm. he went into the den of addicts offering shimmer, right, to anyone who would, like, go and kill people that just helped him. Like, the the guy with glasses like he's like yeah i'm like i don't want to see me like this and then two seconds later he's taking the drugs out of his hand silco knows he's a bad dude like there is no <laughs> ambiguity there for me not anymore like the argument could have been made when he was trying to do stuff but no not now yeah no, that's a fair point if it wasn't for that though i think it'd be an easier argument if, if it wasn't for his entire uh, like character development storyline <laughs> for six out of nine episodes yeah <laughs> hmm. all right fair enough yeah yeah all right well let's see so you need to watch the last three episodes then yep yes i do there is some good stuff in there for sure. <laughs> I look forward to it. I look forward to it. Um, so we've got some time. What has been going mm. on with Starcraft? Uh, Dreamhack last chance has been happening. Last... Rogue got knocked out already. Rogue got knocked out. Yeah, it's his birthday today. He can't get knocked out. That's illegal. Well, he lost two one to a laser, and then <laughs> Zest two owed him. So he done. He done. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Can't argue with that. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. Total, it, very surprising. Time and Zest get out of group A. Yeah. I, I don't think we picked Remember when up. we were like, time? 
<laughs> he gets out first. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. He beats Zest and he beats a laser. Uh, said his TVZ was good, so that helped him. But beating yeah. Zest is a bit of a surprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. And then, oh, is that happening now? What? Group B. No, that's Group B's over. It happened today, um, but it's over. Oh, I didn't refresh my page. <laughs> oh, I forgot. I was going to watch this. Anyway, Maru and Rainer get out. Not a surprise. Not a surprise. <laughs> Ragnarok going and- 0-4. Not a surprise. Sorry, Ragnarok. Yeah. 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 Hero Marine took one game off Rainer. Yeah. Uh, actually, 2-1 to him. Yeah. And yeah. then lost to him the second time around. That's rough. Yeah. Mm. Oh, well. It is what it is. It is. It is what it is. And then tomorrow, it's Clem Dark, Solar, and Max Packs. Mm-hmm. Again, very likely Clem Dark, unless Dark does the rogue thing and falls apart here. <laughs> I mean, yeah. falling apart versus Max Packs is different from falling apart versus Zest. Yes, that's, I think. that's true. I think that's extra falling apart, to be honest. Yeah. Like, is Zest better than Max Pack? I think so. Yes, definitely. But I don't think that's controversial. No, 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 no. So Rogue, actually, when he uh, lost that second match versus Trap, second game, yeah, he actually slammed his keyboard and accidentally paused it. Oh, really? He was so frustrated that, yeah, he actually <laughs> accidentally paused the game, and the casters were like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I just, he doesn't usually show that much emotion. It was really kind of interesting. Rogue's a bit of a robot. Yeah, yeah, I mean, a little bit. Yeah, Mm. not entirely, but. Like, I wouldn't say he's known for that, but innovation's not here, so we can hold the the PC at the moment. (laughs) Uh, As long as Inno's out, someone's got to do it. Yeah. Um, Totally. Fair enough, that's interesting. And then Group D, Serral Cure, Dream DRG. Serral mm-hmm. Dream. Uh, it's either between Dream and Cure, and I don't know. Agreed. Yeah. I like what Dream's doing. I like what Cure has done. Yeah. I think they're both, yeah, right about that same same level, I would say. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. It's going to be good games. Totes. Too Totes bad. good games. I will be at work when they're playing. <laughs> That is too bad. Yep. And actually, now I can listen into these. Works wife like the the firewall at work will block Twitch except the app. All right, like if you if I just try to like oh. on Chrome on my phone, it's like in browser. Like no, 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 no. We block this site. I'm like what about the app? It's like no, that that huh. we'll, we'll do that. It's fine. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so dumb. But hey, take it. No complaints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, some, as long as I remember, I'll I'll listen into these games. Mm-hmm. I guess to wrap up, I do want to tell a story that I saw on Twitter. So there's this author that I follow out there. He has pretty funny tweets, and he told a story where he uh, wanted to interview a statistician, a baseball statistician. Sure. Who was doing some kind of interesting stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the dude says, okay, yeah, that's fine, but I have another guy who's been wanting to interview me for a couple of months, and let's, I'm going to let him get some time with me, and then I can talk to you. I just don't want you know, like to feel like I skipped over that guy first, because he was there first, right? Sure. And he's like, probably nothing's going to come of it, and then whatever, we'll have some time. So author dude's like, all right, that's cool. Nice. It turns out the other author is the guy who wrote Moneyball, which... <laughs> Sold two million copies, right, and became a really successful motion picture. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it's like let me just give my scoop to a Pulitzer Prize winner. Uh huh. Yeah, he's like, I was this close. I was so close to being that guy. Nope, that's just too late. Just barely. Yeah, that was great. So rough, buddy. Uh, something (laughs) I saw on Twitter which was actually through your Discord server. Um, mm. Toby Fox, developer of... Yeah. Uh, Deltarune and Undertale. Deltarune and Undertale. Complaining about his game having like the rating being changed. Yep, in uh, Australia. 
Yeah, in Australia specifically. But mm-hmm. I was super annoyed because it's basically complaining about literally fucking nothing. Because his game was changed from like a PG to an M. So that basically puts it at like a T for teen in the US. It still doesn't require any ID or adult or <laughs> parental permission to buy it. Okay. And it also only affects it in physical stores. And I'm guaranteeing 99% of his sales in Australia came from Steam. So he's literally Absolutely. just being like, whoa, is me, Australia is changing my fucking rating on my tr- uh, like hit one million sale game. And it's like, dude, no- <laughs> nobody gives a shit. Stop complaining. <laughs> What's the level where you do have to have a parent with you? Um, R18. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Yeah. Otherwise, <laughs> okay, hmm. maybe MA15+, plus, but you just need to look 15. but it's i mean it's popular with like 10 year olds man they don't look 15 right but his game is not ma it's m yeah right (laughs) so the next level up is the one where he would have to complain yeah or maybe complain yeah Yeah. maybe Maybe. buying on detail these days right i'm sure to be fair it is the it is australia being very strangely puritanical about stuff because wasn't it like he had the word piss in his game sure and that's what they were taking offense to right but in something that is like sold to 10 year olds do you want them being like like would would you be happy if you like walked in and your daughter watching tv and it was dora the explorer being like you taking the piss mate right like you'd be like that's (laughs) That's a bit inappropriate, right? Like, you should bump the rating up for that. It's a fair word for it. Uh, I guess. I'm not all that offended by the word piss, honestly. No, but it's... Maybe it it's has not, different meanings down there. It's not inappropriate. Like, it's not something to be offended by, but it is inappropriate for a child to be saying, right? Like, so basically, it takes it from this is appropriate for kindergartners and moves it up to... Uh, like, no. what, 12-year-olds? No, it moved it for, it would have been PG, which is parental guidance. I think it, it, it 12 year olds to, 13, it moved it from like 12 year olds to 13 year olds. It literally. So like, we were concerned that the 12 year olds were going to see the word piss and be irrevocably changed. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. The game's still like, it's previously was parental guidance. So it was for five year olds as well. It's like, it's basically saying okay. it's for kids. It's like, you wouldn't expect that in Pokemon, right? Like. Like, oh look, Pikachu's taking a piss. Like, you wouldn't expect that. They're, they're like, you would absolutely change the the rating <laughs> if it was some something like that, right? Like, it's totally valid to move the rating slightly. It's like, oh, we missed this in our ratings classification. Whoop de fucking do. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm still <sighs> hung up on this concept that piss look, needs a ratings change. Look, it it's, it it alone didn't cause a ratings change. It, in oh. combination with everything else that the game is also already rated for. Like, oh. if it if it didn't have violence, it probably wouldn't have moved it, <laughs> right? If it didn't have violence and adult themes and drug use, it probably wouldn't have moved it. And also, I do take offense to someone living in Utah calling Australia, uh, like, puritanical. That's, like... We haven't oh. rated Undertale for 13 and up. <laughs> that, that, I'm just saying it's the pot calling the kettle black. <laughs> That's I only bring it up because you guys are crazier than we are. That's uh, all. How dare you, good sir? I will take my scented <laughs> version of Half, uh, not Half Life, Left for Dead Two. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, oh god! So I've been listening to a lot of old podcasts, and they literally brought up that uh, um, that controversy where um, Left for Dead Two couldn't be rated in Australia because we, at the time, right. we didn't have an R ratings, and they were saying on the same episode that Australia had recently changed a lot of other um, ratings kind of stuff about being weirdly puritanical. Specifically, they had um, banned women with A-cup breasts from doing porn (laughs) because it fetishizes minors. Oh, okay. At least there's some reason behind it. And I was like, what? There's some logic, but it's like, no, that's a perfectly it's valid... It's not good logic, but there's some logic. <laughs> yeah, it's perfectly valid body shape for an adult woman. Like, you can fuck it that is. off with that. <laughs> Let's not shame body types. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is for a country settled by literal convicts you guys are crazy puritanical in certain ways i don't understand it you you say settled by convicts 
but it's not <laughs> but it's not like a there wasn't already people living here and b the convicts yeah. didn't have people watching them it's like no we were settled by england and they dumped their convict convicts here but they put them in prisons like they were still ruled over by english people like Saying, well, the people in charge of your government now, are they descendants of the British? Or are they descendants of the convicts? Por que no los dos? <laughs> right. Ah, see? Right. So some of this is the descendants of the convicts being like, mm, yes, <laughs> okay, okay. we must control the morality of our people so, through government. So, okay. So it depends on where you look, right? Australian political people have, like, we've had prime ministers who held the record for fastest person who can drink a pint of beer right like which hey that seems like a great convict thing convicts like to drink but at the same time like i think it was like two prime ministers ago we had a guy who was literally born in england right like <laughs> okay sure so what about like, right now uh jesus i don't know he is stupidly puritanical like uh because he's like a massive pentecostal which boy mm -hmm. that doesn't just seem like a cult but um stories from another yeah stories from another time um so i mean he's like deeply religious like that's like mm -hmm. if, if obviously puritanical religious i think we pretty easily spell out a com like a, a line of connecting uh relations but saying like we were founded on convicts just doesn't like the <laughs> We had a large. Is it unfair? It's unfair. Like we have a large. We had a large convict population, but you know what? We also had masters, <laughs> like prison guards. We had a lot of prison guards. Yeah, but you outnumbered the hell out of those guys. Sure. Okay. I'm just saying, statistically, the number of Australians who come from convicts has got to be much higher than those who descend from good, upstanding British people without well, criminal I, records. I mean, who okay. came to watch over you? So, okay, yeah, but I mean, I, I think that still like belies the issue because it's not even the point I want to make. The point is, oh. like, Australians have like hundreds of descendants from all over the place. We pride ourselves on being very multicultural, and it's like, oh, where I live now, very large Asian community. I might be the mm -hmm. one of two white people living in my building, the other one being my housemate, right? <laughs> like, okay. And so it's like, okay, so none of these people are descended from convicts. Like, we have a large influx of um, foreign people, and that's great. I love them. Well, the Mario. But like, they have nothing to do with convicts. <laughs> that is true. They do not. And I'm looking I, up the demographics convicts. of your country real fast. Go for mm -hmm. it, yeah. Uh, I'm not saying that white people still probably don't out like probably do still outnumber all the non-white people probably but i think given the role of political leaders it's typically rich white people and i don't think a lot of convicts became rich white people like sure there probably was some like you're gonna find dick smith or something who was like hi oh, yeah he was panning for gold in the gold rush and then found an electronics company and you know got put by rupert Murdoch or whatever <laughs> And now, yeah, 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 like you're going to find something, but I think typically uh, if you were to look up the history of a lot of the politicians, it would be rich white folk dating back to like rich white folk, probably. Fair enough. If I had to put a thing on it. Uh -huh. Yeah. So this is an interesting number, actually. Yeah. Uh, so there are what? 25 million Australians. About that. And the, according to this, uh, from the Bureau of Statistics from 2020, 18 million are Australian-born, and a whole 7.5 million are mm -hmm. foreign-born. That's sure. a big chunk. Yeah. Yeah. So, I yeah. I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yep. You uh, have 110,000 people who were born in America living in your country. Sounds about right. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm looking at the diversity for the area that i'm living in and i think chinese is 35 percent of the area that i'm living in with yeah. korean being the next largest <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah so it's you know i don't know probably not representative of the country but definitely representative places where it's like calling them puritanical convict settlers just doesn't fit <laughs> <laughs> all right fair enough you're still puritanical though sure yeah but i mean 
throw a dot out of the Western world and try and hit a country that isn't. I guess, but like you're more puritanical than England is, and the whole argument is that it's all these you think British so? uppity people that came. I do. I never hear about these stories about England, like having crazy puritanical rules about what can be in video games. Um, and maybe it happens. I just don't hear about it. You guys yeah. just get the bad press. Yeah, we just get bad press because we've got a history of doing it. But yeah. I mean, I don't know. There's probably something you can find. No, yeah, it's maybe. which I'm, I assume I'm just not hearing about it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, the video game community really likes getting their dander up when this kind oh, of thing happens. Sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So if this has happened in England in the last five years, I think we would have heard about it. Mm, yeah, maybe. No. Or maybe because they don't have freedom of the press, we're just not hearing about it because they put gag orders <laughs> on everything. <laughs> <laughs> or, yes or maybe it's because there's like two uh british game developers <laughs> in the whole of the uk maybe right who knows well i'm sure like ubisoft has a headquarters over there and then the rockstar was originally from there um, yeah rockstar yep yeah. sony's got a studio there sure but what have they ever made true fact Criterion? Oh, uh, Burnout, Need for Speed. Yeah, they make racing games. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. what are you not really a that? lot to ESRB there, right? Yeah. Twitch has an office up there. Yep. Yeah. Anywho. All right, we're over time. Gotta go. Yep, yep. Well, good discussion as always, and that's going to be it from us today. This has been another edition of the Falcon Paladin Hour with Somicron, broadcast live at twitch.tv slash Somicron. You can also find us uh, anywhere podcasts are distributed, including Spotify. Feel free to support the podcast directly if you want to at patreon.com slash Somicron. And again, support through merchandise can be found at falconpaladin.store. Mm-hmm. So that's it. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, Thanks for enduring the arcane discussion. We're going to have more of it next week, probably. probably. And until then, stay safe and stay healthy. And above all, take care of yourselves. Bye. Goodbye.